Hi, this is Mike Madura and you're listening to the ZFM Sports Podcast. Z. Lionel Messi has conquered his final peak. Lionel Messi has shaken hands with paradise. Time for the biggest sports stories. Max Verstappen has taken the checkered flag to win the Japanese Grand Prix. Max Verstappen, two-time world champion. The biggest interviews. These are happy tears, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And I wouldn't be Serena if it wasn't Venus. So thank you, Venus. And all the analysis right here. There's no question that LeBron James at the worst is a top three player in the history of basketball since the game was invented. I don't want to hear that. It's just blasphemous. Let me finish. Let you finish. I'll let you talk. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's CFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Throwback Thursday here on ZFM Sport. We don't throw back in terms of the sports stories, but certainly in terms of our selection of music. We give you a couple of memory shakers. Uh, we go back into time. And it's stunning to think that some of the tracks are as old as they already are. Old only one in the studio, me, Barry Manandi. The rest, young and sprightly, Mike Madoda, Sean Tafirinyagal, producer Chris Meadzi, and of course Alois Bungira. On the home front today, ambitious Castle Lager Premier Soccer League side, Gezi Platinum Stars are looking to build on last season's fourth place finish as they target silverware this year. In international sports news, a half a century from Beth Mooney and unbeaten 49 from Meg Lanning helped Australia uh, post a strong 172 for four in their 20 overs of the first ICC Women's T20 semi-final against India at Newlands in Cape Town. In around the world in 60, we have updates from New Zealand, Bahrain, Wales and the United States. We'll be talking plenty of Champions League football in the beautiful game where City manager Pep Guardiola joked he could throw caution to the wind to finish Leipzig in the Champions League by fielding nine strikers after the citizens were held to a frustrating draw last night. In another game played last night, Romeo Lukaku says he was happy to score the winner as he came off the bench to give Inter a win over Porto in the first leg of their Champions League last 16 tie. In tonight's action, focuses on the Europa League where Barcelona coach Xavi Hernandez says the Catalans will face the best Manchester United team for many years in the second leg of their knockout round tie at Old Trafford. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. I don't know if I should give out the WhatsApp number now because people keep trying to call us, but... Please send us a message yeah. on 0731-168-045. Don't video call us. Don't voice call us. Just send us a message. We'll definitely read that message. Let's start off with some basketball news today. Angola women's basketball side proved to be physically and technically stronger than Zimbabwe as they powered to a 105-41 victory in the second round of matches in the FIBA Women's Afro Basket Qualifiers played at the ZITF Centre Hall for last night. Team Zimbabwe coach Tendai Chitaro admitted height was their opponent's major strength. 
In netball news, the under-21 men's and women's in hockey news, the under-21 men's and women's hockey teams will this weekend go into camp in Bulawayo and Harare respectively to intensify their preparations for the Junior Africa Cup to be staged in Egypt next month. The Continental Showpiece is running from the 12th to the 19th of March in Egypt. In swimming news, Zimbabwe is set to host this African Swimming Confederation Zone 4 Championships in Harare starting on the 26th of April. The championship was initially meant to be hosted by Malawi. However, due to that country not being able to be the host nation, they ended up giving their hosting rights to Zimbabwe with just over a month to go to the prestigious games. Faro to Barberfield, Mandawa to Nyamunga. All the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. All right, so Castle Lager Premier Soccer League side Ngezi Platinum Stars are looking to build on last season's fourth place finish as they target silverware this year. The Mondoro Bay side finished the season strong after rising from the lower half of the table, almost from the ashes, uh, to secure a fourth place finish behind champions FC Platinum, uh, Chicken Inn and, of course, Dynamos. Now, their 2016 uh, Chibuku Super Cup champions. Now, they signed three players. That's winger Melvin Gaki from Chicken Inn. Uh, they signed striker Claude Mapoka uh, from Green Fuel and defender Gareth Madaki from uh, uh, Black Rhinos and they're letting uh, after letting go of Denbom Kamba and Tendai Matindife uh, who both joined Dynamos. Now Ngezi Platinum Stars Mike you you had a chance to uh, run your eye over them this afternoon your thoughts? Yeah, I think decent. Uh, it's still pre-season. The good thing is that they've got about uh, four weeks, we anticipate, uh, before the kickoff of season 2023. Uh, mainly, of course, premised on the fact that we know that the Super Cup will be played uh, on the 11th of March next month. So there's still a bit of time. But uh, I watched them play earlier today, uh, two friendly games that they played uh, against uh, Golden Eagles. Uh, and they, basically, they gave every squad player a run out in that uh, game. So did Golden Eagles. Eagles. Uh, and uh, when it comes to the first team, because they did go uh, first team versus first team, uh, Golden Eagles in the first half, in the first 60 minutes of that game, more than matched them. Uh, in fact, you have to say that Golden Eagles had uh, the better of the play. Uh, very good game. Uh, Ngezi still finding their feet. And I think you could see uh, Take Short Chiragui very animated at halftime. Uh, he was clearly not pleased with what he saw in that first half. Uh, and he wanted to shake things up and uh, in fact he actually then uh, shook up uh, the system mm. uh, changed the formation uh, actually switched players uh, you know from uh, you know there was uh, I think what his name uh, Kashtigu mm. uh, was playing in defence uh, as a centre back he, he pushed, him sh- uh, pushed him into midfield I think he was trying to get a hold of the ball yeah. uh, because uh, they he were yeah, he wasn't getting the ball <laughs> in midfield so he did make switches which actually worked mm. uh, and uh, they were then also further compounded or further um, uh, should I say they benefited from the fact that then Golden Eagles made a raft of substitutions and I think they then really put their foot in and they were able to win that game 2-0 so as a run out I think it was a good run out it was played at a very competitive uh, level Uh, the likes of uh, 
Mukumba. I think Marvin he had a very good game uh, in uh, in that holding midfield role. You know he plays at 120 miles an hour, uh, no quarter given, none asked for, and uh, that was what I liked about this friendly game. So this game would have been a very clear indicator uh, for Teixeira Churago as to where his troops are and the things that they need to work on because they are better sized than Golden Eagles that are playing in the in, in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League, and if they have ambitions to challenge for honours, which is being whispered uh, in the corridors that, you know, his mandate is to challenge for honours, his mandate is to wrest uh, the title away for FC Platinum. They're going to have to improve yeah. from what I saw this uh, afternoon. And and uh, just on that issue of honours, Chris, you, you, you think to yourself that this is a side uh, that, um, I- I- in truth, has at last count, I think, in the last seven years that they've been in the league, they've been through... I think, no, six years in the league, they've been through seven coaches. Um, So this is a side that continues to chop and change in the technical departments and continues to make the statements to say we want to challenge for silverware. Is that possible with the amount of changes? That surely you need a little bit of continuity to, as as the baseline for you to then make the step up uh, to to challenge. I think they've just finally become aware of the continuity that's sort of been there in the background, coming in to save the day, and then hopping back into the background. And that's take your take short Shiragui. I think he's been there with this team for a while. He's come in, um, especially I think when you take a look at last season, what he was able to do where he was able to take the team from. I think they were now just above the relegation zone and he managed to bring them back into that top 10. And I think that's very, very important when you're taking a look at a coach who first of all knows the team, knows the pedigree, the history of the team, knows the players, how to utilize them. Like Mike was saying, he was able to make a raft of changes that made sure that there was impact on this particular game. So for me, I think they've become conscious of the person who's been there consistently, but they need to then stick with him and stick with the decision. And my worry is by putting pressure on him to win silverware this season, it might do away with the progression that they're supposed to make. I don't think a, a leopard uh, ever changes its spots. The only reason why uh, Takeshaw is in this job is because of the strong finish yeah. that he enjoyed last season. Yeah. So he basically won the right to start this season in charge. Mm. And that strong finish that they had last season, I think is what's given the executive at, FC, at, at Ngezi Platinum Stars the hope that they can challenge because they're taking a look at the points won in the games that he played uh, where he was able to take Ngezi Platinum Stars from to to where they finished and they're thinking that you know what if he's able to do that over 34 games we'll be in with a chance of challenging FC Platinum for the title but he has to win games at the start of the yeah. season because you mentioned their strike rate, Barry. Yeah. It's better than uh, one coach per season. Uh, season. Uh, exactly. yeah. <laughs> so he will. He, if he loses three games on the spin, if yeah. they find themselves in mid-table, I can assure you he'll be kicked into touch <laughs> because I, I've had a nitty once yeah, when to, it comes to firing people. To, to use a cricket parlance, uh, they're going at better than a runner ball. Uh, so. And and we talk about the changes in the technical department, Alois. You are a huge fan for continuity. The one place where there's con- been continuity is in the playing staff. The only ones out, Denvam Kamba, Tendai Matindife. Everybody else remains in situ, in place, and then three brought in to bolster the squad. That's the way to have the continuity. Hopefully the manager has the same. 
Yeah, I think it's a good thing. Uh, like, uh, like, like, uh, like you said, uh, they finished strongly. And they kept the squad, the bulk of the squad that finished, that's, that actually finished strongly. So that continuity is actually good. And they retain the same coach as well. So for me, I think uh, this is the way to go. But to say they need to challenge for the owners this year, uh, I don't know. Maybe it might be asking for too a little much, bit, yeah. uh, a little bit too much. I, I, I'm a big fan. As much as I'm a big fan of continuity, I'm also a big fan of long-term plan. What do you want to achieve in four or five years' time and start building on it? Because if I was thinking as the directors or whatever, uh, the I don't know the structure, the guys that are... Let's call them the executive. Yes, the executive. Yes. They need to actually say, guys... Just do what you did before the before the season ended, you know that, and then we see what we can do next season. Because this pressure is not good at all. They on need that, to build on the on issue it. on the issue of pressure, Alois. Uh, let me stay with you yeah. on the issue of pressure. Should a team like Gezi Platinum Stars be under such? put themselves under such immense pressure on the basis that they're, they're a stable team financially. Yes, they want to win stuff, but they have the luxury that many clubs don't have in Zimbabwe, and that is the ability to put in place and sit you those long-term plans. Uh, and it looks like Teixeira Chiragui is a man who actually wants to do that because I look at the amount of players he's promoted from their development side into who are playing in the first team now. It's, uh, it's, it's actually a marvel to see. And if they carry on on that trajectory within a season or two, this could be a team quite formidable. That's exactly, Barry, what I'm saying. Could they need to actually let him let him be. Let him develop the squad. They've got a be very patient. good reserve side. They, they had a very good under-19 team that was playing in the in the first division, which is a quite a good thing. I'm not sure about the other junior structures, but they had those guys. They have a development. They, they, yeah, they got promoted. So now for us now to start saying they need to win the championship and yeah. owners now, let, let these boys grow. In the let they should have three at least three years. A three-year plan. Could you know in 2027 we want to win? this leg then they can give him that leeway but if they're now putting him under pressure now they'll fire him now then they'll get like, another coach who dismantles this whole thing and, and comes up with and, a, and, and and like that's, that's, that's yeah. what we are facing guys let's yeah. I, 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 know, been going I, I know yeah. we, are, we, are, we are talking the ideal yeah. and the yeah. ideal we talk about those medium to long term projects we talk about coaches being given three years but when in Zimbabwe have you ever seen a coach given three years to try and figure things out yeah. to try and build it's simple Norman Mapes doesn't have, but Norman Mapes was been a winning, winning coach. Yeah, yeah. he Mbappes didn't win it straight or straight off. No, but but he he was. You could already see that FC Platinum was on the cusp. Okay. Yeah. Norman Mapes okay. came and inherited not a team that was finding its feet. Mm. He came and found a team that was competitive, yeah. that already yeah. had some of the best players in the country. Sure. In fact, he inherited a team that was underachieving. Mm. A team that many people felt that, you know what, should have been winning and challenging for titles. So, Norman Mapeza's job was to change the mentality of the place and to add one or two uh, players with quality and then to bring his own tactical nows. Now, you take a look at Chiragui. Ngezi Platinum Stars is saying, what are the things that determine success or at least the things that people think determine success in Zimbabwe <laughs> football, especially in recent years? Yeah. What is it? You've got to have the bag. Yeah. Money. If you have money. Mm. If you have... Bring in experienced um, players. Bring in experienced players. Yeah. 
if you have the structure and the organization, if you have the facilities. Here's the Platinum Stars Texas. Yeah, the only thing that they don't have is success. <laughs> that is why every coach that comes to Gears of Platinum Stars will always be under pressure to deliver because the executive is saying that we have given you everything, everything and <laughs> I don't know it's, it's weird for me especially when these coaches take these jobs if you sign okay fine also for the coaches if you sign a contract that says or the agreement in terms of what you're being measured against is you're supposed to win the league that's what you've agreed to fine fine they, they agree but for yeah. me as a coach why are you not taking a look at okay if if you want me to achieve this um, I need the next three years, mm. whatever the case may be. For me, the coach. You don't get the job. Yeah, Baza. Can I? Yeah, Baza. Can I, can I wait, yeah, you don't, don't, you don't get the job. <laughs> don't take the job. Guys, can yeah, you? You're going to be, you're you're gonna be like unemployed for a very long time. <laughs> can I <play laughs> good jobs yeah. in Zimbabwe football jobs. are very That's hard to get. So yeah. these guys, I understand where they come from. It's not like they don't think like that. I'm sure Take Shochiragui, in an ideal world, would say, you know what? Give me three to four years yeah. and I'll build something that you guys will be proud of. Mm-hmm. But he also knows that, unfortunately, our administrators are very impatient. Yeah. There are right now administrators at Caps United <laughs> who believe that this season, Caps, Caps should challenge the for the title. Every season before you <laughs> <he> start. <laughs> right now. And this is to override all the shambles that we saw last season. Caps United, Innovato in a league. Can I play devil's advocate? Mm. And Gezi Platinum Stars will sit in the seat I'm sitting in today and say, we tried the long-term plan with Tundra Indirai. We gave him time. We ended up with a Chibuku Super Cup and a second place finish. No, but Barry, they, they didn't try. Was there two years? Sorry, they didn't try. You, because you, because, he, because what they did was Tundra Indiraya comes in uh, takes over the hot seat mid-season, mm-hmm. finishes seventh. So he got a pass yeah. because he was rescuing a season and it was their maiden dance yeah. in the top flight. Right. The next season, Stanza finishes second, yeah. nearly wins the title. Let's not forget that. Yeah, yeah. He wins the Chibuku Super Cup, yeah. okay? So he earned the right to be there the third season, and then he's after which he's fired. Uh, a bit of <laughs> a bit of the expectations were now high. Yeah. They were high. <laughs> but he was, how many points behind was he when he got set? It was it was five. It was five, five points. Remember, it was five. For me, yes. that speaks to I don't know the decision makers. No the psych of the of the decision makers at at So the decision makers will always be the hamper to Ngezi Platinum success. That's what it means. Yeah, listen, this I, I think they they came into the league and wanted success too quickly. Mm. Uh, they should take a yeah. look at, at, at FC Platinum. Yes, FC Platinum nearly won it that first season, yeah. you know, when they yeah. got Raman Gumbo yes. and they brought the best, they got yeah. the best players from Dynamos, from Highlanders. Yes. They were offering huge salaries yeah. and then and they houses. lost out, mm. you know, uh, on the final day of the season. They, they lost out the title to Dynamos. Dynamos, a more experienced side who could navigate those mm. waters. But what did FC Platinum then do? They then receded mm. and they had to earn yeah. their stripes. Yeah, the Platinum Stars did not do that. Yeah. Yeah. the Platinum Stars did not decide, you know what, listen, we're already in a good place. 
Let's see where we are in three Let's or four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, we need to win it yeah. now. And, and in fact, uh, for seven years. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just thinking. And they'll like, carry on with that mentality uh, and, and every year. Uh, and it doesn't. It doesn't, doesn't win work. It. So, so this year they say they want to win it. They've made a few changes in the uh, technical department as well, guys. Let's not forget that because Texture Chiragu, yes, he's been given the 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 substantive head coach job. However, they have roped in a new assistant coach, and that's Philip Mukagureva. Uh, he's his uh, the first assistant uh, coach at the club, and then of course they've uh, roped in uh, uh, another uh, couple of coaches and a goalkeeper's trainer, and said goodbye to Cosmas Sanu Zulu. So it is a technical department that is new, that is fresh, that is hoping that they can succeed and get these platinum stars. Let us know your. They can do. They they it, can. It's possible. Everything is possible. Yeah, <laughs> However, but stop tinkering with it. <laughs> However, you have to absolutely do it. Let us know your thoughts. 0731 168045. That's 0731 168045. Uh, the ICC Women's T20 World Cup is next. From the front of the grid to the back of the net, it's CFM Sport. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. So half a century from Beth Mooney and unbeaten 49 from Meg Lanning helped Australia post a strong 172 for four in their allotted 20 overs in the first ICC Women's T20 semi-final against India Newlands in Cape Town. Mooney struck a solid 54 of 37 balls at the top of the order while Lanning cashed in at the back end of the innings to finish just a run short of 50 having faced 34 balls and hit four boundaries and two Sixes. Uh, so, uh, just giving you the quick tale of the tape, of course, Australia with that 172 for four in their allotted 20 overs. India looking on course at one stage, uh, but bottling it, ending on a 167 for eight wickets in their 20 overs, meaning that Australia won it by five runs. An exciting affair, uh, we will say, as fans, but not very exciting for India because I think at one stage they thought they were on their way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they, they they had it, Barry. They had it. Uh, they are very positive approach. I think really set it up for them. They lost three quick wickets, mind you, but that didn't stop uh, them from uh, going after the Australian bowlers in the first 10 overs, especially the power play. I think they scored 63 in the first six overs, which is a very good score. And thereafter, up to sort of like the 10th, 11th, 12th over, they were actually scoring at 10 and over wow. uh, and heading into the last 10 overs they needed 80 from 60 with 7 wickets gettable score gettable score they had 2 set batsmen uh, and they had Australia on the ropes but you never write off the Australians, Australians they yeah. have incredible mental strength they stick to their plans and when plans don't work they have a plan B and they have a plan C so they kept chipping away at India and then India lost a wicket and then started to lose wickets at regular intervals as the pressure was ratcheted up by Australia and in the end in the final sort of like four or five overs they really lost their ways losing wickets and uh, Australia just uh, continued of course to apply the chokehold mm. and, and won this game but uh, India will look back at this as a missed opportunity yeah. they gave Australia a bloody nose they had them on the ropes but Australia of course they pulled out a, a left hook uh, <laughs> out, from, of out of nowhere and <laughs> knocked India out and, uh, it 
five runs they lost by. Yeah, and, uh, and, and uh, they'll, they'll be kicking themselves. They'll be kicking themselves that they're not in the final. And uh, Mike talks about the attitude of the Australians and uh, mm. I'll say character. Uh, and it comes it comes out very strongly when you look at uh, their work with the with the ball and in the field but straight from the start yeah, uh, you could tell that Australia had the bit between their teeth yeah the one the toss uh, chose to bat Alyssa Healy really set the tone there for the innings of 26 just cutting the first ball of the match from Renuka Singh past the backward point for a boundary so making statements right from the start and also the two openers getting a really steady rhythm and punishing the bad balls rotating the strike reaching 43 uh, not out at the end of the six over power play so i think australia really put their foot down mm. right from the start right from the start and so now australia is in the final michael yep. tomorrow's semi-final is south africa versus india what is uh, uh, England, not India? Yeah, well, <laughs> versus India. They're gonna have a second bite. <laughs> they're have a second bite. No, the ICC would love that. This isn't the IPL. Where yeah. you get a second bite yeah. of the cherry? No, South Africa versus England. Your dream final. Yeah, I think uh, England for me are favourites in that game. South Africa, the hosts. They've got a decent team, but uh, England have got uh, the better players, the more experienced campaigners, uh, and uh, the match winners in that side. So I expect England uh, to beat South Africa. Uh, and to play Australia, and Is that, that a final you want to yeah, see? Yeah, that that that, that would be the two best sides. Yeah, uh, at the World Cup, going so head to head uh, in the in the final. I think Australia sort of like won the last five or six tournaments, mm. uh, and the team to win before that was England, and uh, they're always pushing Australia. Uh, they're the ones that run Australia closest. So I'd love to see England get a stab uh, in the final. You never know which way it will go. Do they win the toss? Do they make the right decisions? Uh, they could possibly win it. Yeah. It'll be good just to see another name on the trophy. And with that, all of our listeners in South Africa tuned out. <laughs> all right, let's go. Round the world in 60. Hi, this is Benjamin Luck. I'm on the Zimbabwe Davis Cup team and you're listening to ZFM Sport. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. We begin in New Zealand where England have named an unchanged side for the second test against New Zealand starting tonight seeking another test win following a convincing 267 run victory in the pink ball first test at Mount Maunganui last week. In Bahrain Max, Max Verstappen ensured a familiar looking timesheet to kick off Formula 1's 2023 pre-season test by outpacing Carlos Sainz in the opening morning session. In Wales the host Six Nations match against England will go ahead as planned on Saturday after a player strike was narrowly averted following a series of crisis meetings yesterday. And in the United States, Russell Westbrook smiled from ear to ear as he sat in front of the microphone before his introductory news conference, saying he is looking forward to the new challenge of playing with his new team, the LA Clippers. Fan zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. You know, one person who's got uh, our number saved in their phone is Henry Kakopa out in Dublin, Ireland. And he came in very early. Nice to know that you tuned in in Ireland. Uh, And he says, you're the best sports team in Zimbabwe. And Zimbabwe, guys. So uh, he's tuned in. Thanks, Henry. From the, from the Emerald Isle, yeah. Two million pounds, two million Christmas pounds, guys. Two more my drinks. By EcoCash. Yeah. So keep your messages coming in, guys. Zero seven three one one six eight zero four five. We are talking Shabaranks. Uh, 
and uh, uh, Raga Danso, uh, and uh, we are also talking sport in between all that. Uh, and sports. Yeah, Nema sports. Hey, it's no, no. It's true, though. Zim Danso of nowadays sounds more like my piano and Nigerian sound no longer dance. So very a connoisseur oh, of the I, local craft. I, I, I don't know about connoisseur, <laughs> but I, I do dabble. Um, Same the, here. My, my, my deal is this, that I think they're dancehall artists who aren't committing to the craft. So you'll find that in an album, you've got, let's say, seven tracks and five of those tracks are sort of uh, crossover. They're, they've got a bit of Sungura feel in there. They've mm. got some piano. They're, they're not... They're not deep. They're, they're mm. not dancehall. Yeah. yeah, they're okay. not dancehall. So, so, yes, we So we'll would you agree with what Shabarang said? That, you know what? It's bringing dancehall and reggae music from Jamaica, from Montego Bay, from Kingston into disrepute. I, I wouldn't agree with that because I still want to go to Mbari. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would not. <laughs> you can't go, Barry. You, you wouldn't find anyone right now. They've picked up all the youthies off the streets. <laughs> no, I don't, no I, I, I don't think... I think that's a bit harsh. He is too harsh. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's a bit harsh. And I, I can understand from his perspective because mm-hmm. he's protecting his, his yeah, base. Yeah, protecting his base. Uh, and his territory yeah, as well. And like we say... I think when you look, obviously he's you know of a certain pedigree, mm. so we'll take his his word as something important. But music will always evolve, and when it goes to different parts of the world, it yeah. sounds different. It sounds, it's sounds different. different. Like yeah. da- what is it called? Electro dance music mm. and house music mm-hmm. sounds yes. different in Europe uh-huh. than it does in South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah, that is yeah. the natural consequence of where it is. Yeah, I think I, th- I think like Barry said, the boys are not like deep. They mix it up a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you don't really know now that where exactly yeah, also, this it's maybe, also maybe, maybe it's, it's the it's, it's sort of like their style as well. Like Chris is pointing out, you know, that, that that's the Zimbabwe market thing. Tinashe is in Maubra. He says I think Gezi Platinum stars continue to do itself a disfavor as it has uh, for the last seven years trying to win without the character required to actually win it. He reckons it's a character thing. Uh, no, nah. I, I don't think it's a character yeah. thing. I think that uh, there they, they just needs to be a little more time devoted in into planning uh, and and seeing out that plan. By now, they should have a footballing philosophy. They should have uh, a way in which they do things and stick with that and see it through. Don't, don't exude a very good side there. <laughs> experience and everything if they I yes, don't yeah. know if they had just stuck to that stuck to that I hope they do that with uh, with, with, I, with I Tishua think, I think Tunde yeah. the uh, unfortunate he was unfortunate to come across peak FC Platinum because yes. Yes. Uh, he was yeah. up against Rodo Chinyengetere who was yes. on top of his game yeah. the Moyo Twins yes. uh, Belo so Top many yeah, players they were, they were uh, strong good the football. Time. So it's it's almost like the Liverpool conundrum, isn't it? That yeah. Liverpool has come across Man City, City, who are playing so well, uh, and so you just find it uh, difficult to get over the line against this uh, Man City side. Uh, more messages coming in. Good evening, ZFM Sport. This is when love was still love. Kusatkwane mashurugi lovers. So uh, he reckons, you know. <laughs> 
That's a, that's a good one. My uh, our message here coming in uh, from uh, sculptor Colin, and he says, uh, quite an interesting character. I enjoyed the revolution he brought to the music scene. Shaba, uh, much uh, a great icon to this day. So he's a man who clearly appreciates the talents of uh, Shabarangs uh, as well as, of course, uh, dancehall. He was transformational, uh, just as much as MC Hammer was transformation and i know uh, hip-hop heads are gonna kill me for this uh-huh. but mc hammer was transformational to hip-hop music because he brought it mainstream and made it made it uh, yeah. very uh although it was bubble gum mm-hmm. he, he made it was funky and cool i agree with shaba reason why i was in dancehall is not exportable even winky is a local champion he is below international standard so that's 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 a point that that that's a very good point what impact wait what impact have we made outside of our borders what impact have we made with any of our music outside of all of them to the outside of our borders Lena Dembo was, any Lena Dembo was Lena played at this world uh, Bundu okay. Boys besides that uh, Bundu Boys besides Rosala Miller yeah. you, you realize you're speaking about one generation post that generation yeah. who have we been able to export but, so, so that adds Where? It, but, <laughs> but, to Limpopo but doesn't that add credence to the argument that we're failing to make an we're impact failing to yeah make but it's not a Zim dancehall thing Yes, it's a Zimbabwe music thing. Yeah, Zimbabwe just, music is part of Zim, uh, uh, Zimbabwe yeah, dance, so it's part of Zimbabwe yeah, music. Yeah, but I, I just, Zimbabwe I'm defending dance. Zimbabwe. It's quality. Across the board, mm-hmm. it's not restricted to Zim dance hall. Okay. My issue is that it's not restricted to Zim dance hall. Anza, kuna kualas, guys. This is just... I want my... I don't Gennaro Glenora says, Hi, guys, I was listening to you giving an assessment of Ngezi Platinum, and I agree with you totally. The executive, executive needs to be patient with Deco. They need to give him time. Uh, more messages coming in here as we wrap it up. Hi guys, it's uh, Maurice in England. Enjoying the show as always. I disagree. That's why we call it Zim Dancehall. Along with many other Zimbos, I guess. All the best to my team. Go glory, glory, Man United. And talking about Manchester United, we will be building up to the big game at Old Trafford versus Barcelona. But before that, let's talk about what happened last night in the Champions League. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. ZFM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. Manchester City manager Pep Guardiola joked he could throw caution to the wind to finish off RB Leipzig in the Champions League by fielding nine strikers. City were held to a 1-0 draw in Germany in the first leg of their last 16 tie with Riyad Mahrez opener cancelled out by header by Josko Gavadio. Let's hear from Pep. I was here three years and the biggest quality of this country, this team just never give up and go and go and go and they always have their minutes and they had it and uh, we couldn't see the goal that they have to see it and uh, but in general I'm really, absolutely really pleased I know that uh, we don't have a team to make we can compete with them with a lot of transitions, quick transitions, they are better than us so they are faster and quicker except Kyle and Erling the rest, the, the base they have, we don't have it. 
Uh, City going into this tie. Alois missing uh, a number of key players uh, who were ill. I think uh, Laporta was ill. Uh, Kevin Dubrunio was ill. They were all ruled out. And so they had to make a a few last-minute changes. But uh, they managed to lead. Uh, but unfortunately, they couldn't see this game out to secure victory. Yeah, uh, it was unfortunate because when they scored, I actually thought that they had it in the bag. You know, I thought they they were in control, but they, they lost it. Uh, I don't know what happened. Maybe, I don't know what is it with the, with the Man City in the Champions League. They don't seem to stem their authority in games. You know, they, they, they look vulnerable. You know, at times uh, when they play in the Champions League, the invincibility sort of in the EPL is so it's so different. They play differently in the Champions League. Uh, I I don't know what to expect anymore. If, even in the return leg, you you're not so sure. Can I can I can I propose a very difficult suggestion? Mm. And that is that uh, Pep hasn't figured out how to utilize Erling Haaland. Hard to say for a guy who's yeah. topping the scoring charts or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, but. The, the the what's happening in the in the for them to be incisive in the final third they're not as incisive as they used to be where you've got the third man run coming from Bernardo you've yeah, got yeah, De Bruyne Gundogan. getting into the box and also Gundogan yeah. uh, getting onto the end of things now they've got the arrowhead and I don't think they know what to do with because they're not creating chances at the rates that they for were for other players before. outside so I don't think yeah. he's figured it out and then also at the back he's changed it a little mm. bit he's got all sorts of experiments it hasn't settled is, isn't it simply Chris a higher level of competition you're playing the best teams in Europe yeah. uh, this is not Aston Villa or Newcastle <laughs> no, with Chelsea. all due respect or Chelsea uh, you, you're playing the best sides in Europe yeah. and secondly as well uh, I think Pep Guardiola has sort of like not figured it out in the Champions League as far as the clashes with the big teams. He's taken this team quite deep. Let's mm-hmm. not forget that he mm-hmm. reaches semi-finals. Yeah. yeah. So at this stage, are we not being harsh when you go to RB Leipzig and you get a draw? I, I don't think we're being harsh because here's what we're doing: we're measuring Pep against Pep. Mm. And I think for people when it comes to this particular competition with Manchester City, that's what people measure him against. So for any other team, for any other manager, they do okay. And his his um, sort of forays into this into the Champions League coming up against an RP Leipzig and drawing would not be catastrophic. But because it's Pep Guardiola, we hold him to a very different standard, yes. and it looks but is it like that unfair. Because this is uh, yeah, RP Leipzig he's, he's that a can of beat Bayern Munich and has he's beaten Bayern Munich at home. So he's a victim of his own success. Yeah. There we go. So he's expected to to win this, and I think yeah. he'll have to get this monkey off his back. He will have to win with City and win the Champions yeah. League just to keep uh, the critics at bay. But the good thing for him, going uh, for him, is that uh, they've got uh, at least three weeks before uh, they play the reverse fixture with Leipzig and by then he'll be hoping he's got some of his key players like KDB back in the starting lineup. In another game that was played, Romeo Lukaku says he was happy to score the winner as he came off the bench to give Inter a win over Porto in the first league of the Ch- Champions League last 16 tie. The Belgian International struck with four minutes remaining to secure a victory at the Giuseppe Bellazza, popularly known as San Siro, after the visitors had seen midfielder Ottavio sent off for a second bookable offense. And that was the space that they created. Mm. Ten men Porto, who had really made it very difficult for Inter, yeah. and uh, Lukaku coming off the bench. He hasn't had a great season. Nope. In fact, he has had a miserable 18 months mm. uh, at Chelsea yeah. for Belgium, now at Inter. 
he scores this winner and uh, it's a winner that uh, will be cherished by Inter. It, it will be cherished uh, on the basis that uh, we all thought that Inter would be strong in, uh, too strong for Porto. Porto came and made it very difficult and uh, also created a couple of chances themselves. So uh, I think it's a case whereby uh, Romelu Lukaku, if there was ever a time that he needed to show up for Inter because he hasn't hitherto, uh, it would be now and he certainly does. Okay, so I've got uh, a message again here and it says, Hansi, Mushas of Vumas, when you go to Pepe Ishiri. Success, EP, besides EINA Barca. So, why should we say besides here Barca? I mean, there's success. There's people forget, Guti. Okay, tell me, put your trophies on the table and let's compare with Pep. Yes. I'm not about your hands, Vano Gona. What have they won? Yeah. Exactly. Compared to Pep, what have they won? Because you you can't say with Anzi what, what what is success. He's won four out of the last five English Premier League titles in a league that Shiri. everyone says with Anzi is the <laughs> toughest league in the in world. The world yeah. Okay. Shiri. He's Champions League final. And I think his record reads he's won ten of the thirteen league uh, championships that he's 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 participated. Yeah. He's participated yeah. Manager, yeah. And even yeah. with Bayern, he reached can, can two I put it into perspective? Two semi-finals. Two semi-finals. Manchester City has reached a final their final against uh, mm. where we played with Chelsea. Yeah. So he's and a, the, he's, and he's a semi-final. Right there, he's and right semi-final. There. So can, can I can I put it into perspective? How many Champions League did Alex Ferguson win? Two. 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 In twenty seven years of management. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think you can like Pep, but you have to respect his body. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. I, don't like I, mean, I don't like Mourinho, but yeah. Mourinho is I a successful coach. People say Danza is no Mourinho. He's now at Roma. He's no longer top level. But tell me, how many coaches can compete with Mourinho when it comes to the things that he has won and the success that he's had? He wins stuff. So I think people, you know what? You can decide not to like. It's like Ronaldo Danza. Ronaldo Agoni. Just because you like Messi doesn't mean Ronaldo Agoni Bora. Or just because you like Ronaldo doesn't mean Messi Agoni Bora. You know, it's it's the funny things that uh, we get up to. But uh, Inter, uh, they of course uh, will play uh, Porto in the second leg on the 14th of March. So there is a big turnaround. But Porto will also feel, Barry, that uh, they're not completely out of it. No, they're not. No, uh, absolutely. With one goal in it, um, they're going home. Uh, I think uh, the, the, they're absolutely in it. And, and the, the Champions League always serves up one entertaining uh, affair in the knockout round. And this one might be it. Yeah, again, uh, you know what? Uh, I think someone uh, has come in and I think they're in support of us and says, show us Fergie's success besides Manchester United. Uh, same yeah. applies now, Pepe Barca. Mm. It's simply this, guys. The top managers manage at the top clubs. Yes. Yeah. There are exactly. very few clubs. Why would uh, Pep go to Wolves? Uh, yeah, go to Wolves or go to any <laughs> other small... It doesn't make it's sense. Weird. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk, let's talk about the big game, Alois. Uh, you've got Barca Barcelona coming to Old Trafford. Alois, are you excited about this game? Because uh, you know what? This is a throwback to when uh, United and Barca were competing at the very top uh, of European football. When it was uh, Pep versus yeah. Fergie. Pep <laughs> versus Fergie. The Pep was I think they, they sort of like played two Champions League finals in three years. Yeah, uh, the two teams other. against each other. Yeah. Uh, and this is a throwback. This takes us back. And the quality that we saw last week was Champions League. 
league quality. Yeah, uh, exciting match, uh, to be honest. You know, uh, it's a match that I enjoyed and I'm actually looking forward to this one because it can still go either way. And uh, I've seen our away goals as well. So I'm going to watch it. It's a new game, totally, uh, all together. So for me, I think uh, it's exciting because it comes when Manchester United have hit uh, sort of a top form and at the same time Barcelona are doing well. Uh, in Spain. So, yeah, at the, for me, it's an evenly balanced match uh, that can only be observed and won on the day. At the time, we can just watch and try to enjoy the match. Obviously, wishing that Manchester United win, but this is a match that can go either way. Absolutely. Now, after fighting back to earn a two-all draw <laughs> with uh, Manchester United in a pulsating game at the Camp Nou, Xavi uh, believes his team, Barca, will need to be at their best tonight to advance to the last 16. Well, from my point of view, a difficult game, of course. It's a very tough stadium, uh, amazing environment uh, with passion, with rhythm, with intensity. But uh, we are excited. We are excited to compete. We are ready to compete well, and uh, hopefully, we can uh, show our best level. He will be without uh, a number of key players, Barry. Uh, Pedri, Dembele, Javi suspended uh, but uh, he gets of course to welcome uh, his captain Sergio Busquets. Sergio Busquets uh, uh, fits into that midfield and uh, in truth without Pedri and Gavi uh, in mm. front of him uh, Busquets will have to roll back the years um, because we know that in transition Manchester United are ridiculous and then hopefully uh, he plays Ronald Araujo uh, in, in, at the centre half position uh, if in fact let Ronald Araujo follow wherever Rashford goes if he goes wide follow him wide if he goes on into uh, through the center your man yeah <laughs> almost exactly <laughs> now, now Chris uh, just as we wrap up here listen I think six months ago mm. nine months ago twelve months ago uh, very few people would have been giving United a chance in this game yeah, and uh, even true. the fans would have been uh, going into this one with a lot of trepidation mm. but you take a look at the way United are playing and uh, the wins and the stats from the last few months, they go into this game as favourites, actually. Yeah, they are unbeaten in their last eight games in all competitions. Third in the Premier League, standing on 49 points and five behind leaders, Arsenal. No one at the start of the season yeah, would have predicted that Manchester no. United would be sitting in third right now and so close to the top. And I think when you're taking a look at the sort of changes that have taken place. I think it's very easy to, you know, um, what's his face was getting wins and climbing up the table. Uh, manager before Ten Hag, sorry. Uh, nice Ole. guy. Ole. Ole. A nice Ole. guy. <laughs> Ole. Ole was getting the wins, but we could all see that there was there was no distinction in terms of mm. the organization mm. and the yeah. way he was mm. playing. The difference with Ten Hag is that we are seeing a distinctive way uh, that Manchester United are playing. We're seeing the players come back with confidence. Yeah. We are seeing there's a organization. Buzz there. yeah. There's a buzz there. And there's I think he, Ten Hag is doing what he was brought in to do. And I think that's the difference. It's not just we're trotting up the table, but we're doing it well. And, and what, what I also like... Uh, uh, as we wrap up is I've seen players who were short of confidence mm -hmm. they're improving yeah. so Aaron Wan-Bissaka he's improved mm -hmm. yeah. Rashford has improved. improved and we even had doubts around what are they going to do when Christian Eriksen uh, is injured he got injured they plugged that hole uh, and no one has even noticed that Christian Eriksen <laughs> is not even not there inside, yeah. Bruno Fernandes is back to his old best yeah. he yeah. may not be scoring as much as he used to he doesn't need to he doesn't he's need now to. just the creative fulcrum of the team
Yeah, uh, I, I wanted to say that you can also see that he now has the core of his team. Mm. You can actually see when they trot out, you can already predict lineup, yeah. who is going to be in the lineup. You can have a change here and there, but that's the hallmark of a good team when you can actually see the You consistent. can predict the starting level. Yeah. Now yeah. predict the score for me, Alex, yeah. as we wrap up. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is going by the heart. 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, one to Manchester United. Chris, do you agree with him? 2-1 United. I agree. She agrees. Barry, I think I'm okay, GFA, tonight, but I'm going to say 2-1 to Barcelona. 2-1 uh, to Barcelona. Interesting. Other games that you can look forward to, Nantes and Juventus, <laughs> one all uh, aggregate at the moment. Uh, they are playing in France, and then Roma will take on Red Bull Salzburg. Salzburg leading Jose Mourinho's side 1-0 on aggregate. They need to turn that around. Pardon's official. Hello, Team Z. I'm seeing a tough challenge from Barca tonight. Hope United will finish the business. What's your prediction? My prediction is going to be 2-1 to Barcelona. So you agree. That's hard. I was about to say, I'm just going to that. We'll catch you tomorrow. May God reach university. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Menandi, out. Lionel Messi has conquered his final peak. Lionel Messi has shaken hands with paradise. The biggest sports story is... Max Verstappen has taken the checkered flag to win the Japanese Grand Prix. The biggest interviews. These are happy tears, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And I wouldn't be Serena if it wasn't Venus. So, thank you, Venus. And all the analysis right here. There's no question that LeBron James at the worst is a top three player in the history of basketball since the game was invented. I don't want to hear that. It's just just blasphemous. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's CFM Sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Mundell, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.